Hey there, Rollers. If you're a big honkin' nerd like Brandon and myself, you might enjoy our super originally named TTRPG news and discussion podcast, The Goblins and Growlers Podcast. We talk about everything from what's happening in the world of Dungeons and Dragons to indie tabletop games, old modules, and even tabletop RPG adjacent merch like the Dark Tower board game remake. If that sounds like your bag of dice, come check us out on the Goblins and Growlers podcast over at bit.ly slash goblinsgrowlerspodcast. That's all lowercase bit.ly slash goblinsgrowlerspodcast. Come nerd out with us. If 15,000 people were to descend from above To jump inside your dryer and make noise and lots of love Well then would you see at the end of your cycle A lot of cleaner clothes that you'd wear on the bicycle As you go to the market, let the people know you're there You bring your own bags, and also a spare pair of underwear. In case you go to buy something, and you see a really, 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 really good price, and you shoot yourself in aisle nine, and you also grab a little bit of spice in order to make some fajitas later for you and your 17 cats that live in the backyard right next to the place where you are at. Yeah, Zarko Cat. Thank you. It's good solo. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Uh... Get on with it. Okay. Uh, after Koza and Solinar return from their mission, the party as a whole make their way into town and find a seemingly abandoned town hall. They debate largely about possibly burning down the house full of wasps until Johannes discovers the property is in his name. Fortunately, the current mayor a mouse by the name of Happy, informs them of the atrocities caused by the wasps and asks them for aid. Before they could act on any final decisions, though, their bickering seems to have attracted the attention of a hooded figure, shrouded and controlling the wasps. The goblins of the caverns below are planning an uprising. They have allied with trolls. Please stop using my power like this. I will use your power how I please, or I will let you die. Y'all take care now. Nelson. When last we left you all, 
the barricade that you had done in the mayor's office, I don't want to say failed, because Johannes just sort of opened the door. <laughs> um, the mechanical wasp filled the area, and so too did an ominous, cloaked, floating figure calling these wasps his children. And that is where we find you all now, standing, ready, uh, probably at least like mildly intimidated, in this room filling with mechanical wasps and this floating weirdo just kind of there. Note, Solinar is definitely tucked behind and maybe even underneath the mayor's desk. So you're hiding? Yeah, 100%. I'm... You think Solinar's going to be like, oh, an ominous figure coming through the door? I got to get up and be part of this. Wouldn't the mayor's desk just be a playing card supported by uh, toothpicks? (laughs) (laughs) It's a it's a full it's a full thing because the mayor hasn't always been a dormouse. I will say there's a desk on the desk. We got to just hear a GM ask a rogue incredulously if they were hiding, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) Valid. I mean, honestly, my, my current running theory is the reason that the that Happy the Dormouse is the mayor is because everyone else died. So, like, the, by laws of succession, he is the only one left. Because that's yeah, how it works. He's, he started well, it's as like, the uh, mouse catcher. Well, it's like how, like, the president <laughs> dies, so then it's got to be the vice president. But if the vice president dies, then it becomes, like, the speaker of the house. Like, you know how it goes yeah. down. Right, and if Happy dies, then the mayoral succession will go to the house that Jack built. Mm-hmm. So anyway, ominous room filling <laughs> with wasps. Uh, Solinar is hiding. You three, what are y'all doing? Yeah, did this guy cross the threshold yet? They reached into uh, their uh, a shawl um, and pulling out slowly a tattered and ripped wanted poster with. Uh, the likeness of Johannes Bulger on it. Dun dun dun. Found you. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, that's the episode, folks. Dun, Thanks dun, for tuning dun. in. <laughs> dun dun dun. So it's a robot wearing tattered rags. Yes. Uh, yes, holding a wanted poster of you. All right. Uh, and floating in the air. Hover robot. Hover robot. Yeah, I pull him in and I go, I go, oh, my God, you have uh, that for one first time I've ever seen this poster of me. They really did not do any justice to my hair. Wait, did they do justice to my hair, Alex? No, they did not. They did not do any justice to my hair. Number one. Number two, we got to talk to you about your you. You've been a bad roommate to these mice. They have been terrific for me. You know. I'm going to I'm going to do a quick this is important to me cuz I just I'm going to sense some good and evil. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you as you grabbed the uh the the sort of the clothes and pulled this um being towards you they they move very smoothly but you can feel like they're very heavy underneath there despite being floating off the ground. Mhm. Uh, but with your Johannes muscles you can still tug them towards you. Yeah, divine divine sense Alex. So you sense malice in this creature, at the very barest minimum, a desire to apprehend all of you. I don't know that evil would be the word that I would use, but there is a coldness. Sense business. There, there is a coldness <laughs> to this person that leads you to believe that they have a shocking lack of empathy. 
I guess it's getting into a very existential question. Yeah. Shocking lack of empathy sounds evil to me. Is that yeah. my off base? Alex, Alex did say you detected malice. And canonically uh, did say that malice is sort of the baseline for evil in this world. I mean, it starts with mal. Hmm. I think you're evil. <laughs> it's open for interpretation. <laughs> well, my God... Like I said, that, I, I'm using this. I'm using detect good and evil as vibe check. Like, yeah, I think no. you're evil, but my God says it's open to interpretation. Defend yourself. <laughs> the best. Yeah, but not defensively. I mean, tell me, are you evil? Did you kill people? Did you kill I, your roommates? I have killed so many and I would prefer to not kill you. However, if that is what I must do. To fulfill this bounty, I will. Wait, wait, wait. Why, wait, why are you killing people? Good question. He looks at you for a moment as if you just asked him a trick question. <laughs> because their lives are expendable, and if they do not cooperate, their bodies will. Oh, yeah, I hit him with uh, a coat rack. <laughs> All right, roll for coat rack. Are you hitting him with a coat rack or a coat hanger? Coat, I just well, what's the thing that you got the coat? Yeah, where you hang your coats? Coat, coat hanger. rack. It's the because you had a coat because you had a coat hanger before. Hey, um, just want to throw another option out there. Coat, Please, coat hook. Good. I'm gonna <laughs> use that. I'm gonna use that, and I'm gonna use that as well. It's another crit twenty. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, it's just Starting the next strong. <laughs> Been that kind of day lately, I think. All right, okay. so that's double max for an improvised weapon. Oh, jeez. Let's forget about that. It's okay. Time. It's an improvised weapon. I'm <laughs> hitting you with a coat hanger rack hook. <laughs> Not the coat hanger's rack hook. It's like yeah. a, it's a coat Swiss army knife. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes out of a coat. I think so. So I'm, uh, I'm hitting you with that. It does 14 damage. I definitely dent the hook. Coat hanger rack. And I think you've... You probably fly across the room a little bit, like not like fly in like anime style, but well, uh, you're heavy. Yes, so you you connect with this coat hanger hook uh, rack, which I'm, I'm imagining was like sort of in in your hand, so you just sort of like whap forward with it, which is why yeah. there's no no ability for this creature to uh, uh, respond, and it just connects right with like their face, mm -hmm. which was hooded. As this hits, though, uh, you hear a, a crack sound, and a, the hood falls away. It moves back about a foot, mm -hmm. uh, and you see a, a, a porcelain mask that has uh, uh, several, um, uh, well, has, has a, a point of shatter on it now, with the crack sort of spider webbing down from where you just hit it. You see behind it um, dozens of small, like, gears and metal pieces whirring and clicking away. Mm -hmm. You will pay for that. And now we roll initiative. All right, roll initiative, guys.
as this creature um, says, you will pay for that. Uh, it lifts up one of its hands, and uh, immediately you see, uh, almost following from the floor, just a, a swarm of these wasps just coalesce into a spike on the ground and lurch forward at Johannes. Neither hit as both um, of these of these uh, almost like punches of uh, stingers just crash against your armor and shields. Um, you feel you feel the pelts and you hear like the sound of what, almost like thousands of tiny uh, darts just crushing and cracking against the metal. Ah! Be careful! He uses darts. And that will be their turn. Beautiful, Koza. That's going to bring us to you. Yep. Um, I am. I'm going to cast Shlug and um, charge up to this dude and give him the old what's for. All right. Give him the old what's for, buddy. They're, they're, they're in the doorway, so you're like standing right behind Johannes. Johannes is short. I, I can yeah. bop him from overhead. A little a little overhand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a light foot too. That's true. Oh. Give him that boop. Yeah, so I run up. There's like that this a, a puff of uh spores around me. A little a little hazy fog of spores as I I charge Oof. over and bop him from over a like I'm standing above Johannes and I'm giving doing a swing with the quarter staff <laughs> and bop him across the head. And as the the quarterstaff um, contacts, you see like little bits of rot forming on his face. Ooh. Uh, yeah, rot. the the, the rot, rot like robot. forms behind the um the, the where, where the chips of the porcelain are breaking down. Yeah, I love that. That's disgusting. Gross. I think I think that goes something like rot, robot rot. Mm-hmm. Rot. Robot rot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that's so, going to be the soundtrack for this episode. <laughs> Koza, is that your turn or is there anything else you can do? I think that's everything from my little turn. Who's up next? So Alita is going to like grab her mace, wind it up, and run swinging. And it appears that she swung just enough that the mysterious stranger can duck their head slightly and remove their space from her mace, the mace face. Coming right out of uh, Koza's attack, uh, it, it seems to anticipate that everyone's going to go for its head. So its head <laughs> sort of just like lowers down to its chest level um, right at that time. Perfect. Perfect and fair, <laughs> which is going to bring us over to Solinar. You hear a, 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 a calm no. <laughs> Rude. Uh, from Solinar's hiding place under the desk, you just hear, come on, come on, come on. Yes. And that's his turn. Okay. Uh, boat brings us to you. I will say that the, the doorway is getting real crowded. <laughs> <laughs> just, this is a quick point of clarification. He is made of metal. Correct. Uh, it would appear at least parts of them are. Okay. There's a lot of shroud covering the body. The head, the the, the hood hasn't pulled down, and you can see the hands are metallic, and the, a lot of the stuff behind the mask is metallic. I'm just gonna generally aim heat metal <laughs> as at an the idea. Body. 
Yeah, at the body. Very good. Yeah. All right, so you you hold up your hands to uh, heat and, this this creature, uh, you, and they you, cut my hands off. <laughs> <laughs> you you immediately see uh, from underneath the, the, the shroud like little uh, bits of steam coming off as the, the the shroud is almost getting shrugged away. Yeah, stick that in your pipe and steam it, you hymenop terror. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Kota, is that your turn? That is my turn. Wonderful. Johannes, we're back to you. Well, and by back, I mean for the first time, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so Johannes uh, is seeing kind of like all these things being heated, and he is, um, he's like, oh my god. And he runs over to the desk, and he, uh, grabs one of the uh, notices that we put together and he runs up and he puts it on you. What is this? Fiend. And he says, you have five days to vacate the uh, property in the city by order of uh, the mayor <laughs> or else we are allowed to deal, deal, deal justice according to the mayor. Oh, man. You're evil. Roll me a d4. Four. It's four points of justice damage. Justice. Justice. Served hot like metal and warm like a human. <laughs> Heat human metal. Mm -hmm. So I do this. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it looks down and grabs the notice, holding it up. It starts to... Like its face is clearly looking and almost like it's it's scanning and reading. You can see its head like moving back and forth. Uh, as it is doing this, um, you see something from inside of it, uh, on, or rather like around its chest area, start to to move and shift, uh, pushing away the the, the shrouds. Uh, the body underneath is now being revealed, uh, which is a, a, a mixture of tons of uh, mechanical-like uh, legs, almost like centipede-like legs, um, though they all seem to be connected and held together with uh, muscles and portions of uh, furry skin and things like that being like meshed together inside of this body. It took me a second to realize you meant the adjective furry and not that, like, you had skinned a furry and were using their skin. <laughs> no, no, not furry skin. <laughs> Johannes is just not Fur and skin. While you're scanning this document, uh, while they're scanning the document, Johannes is just nodding. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Take the that. Order of the mayor. Um, at that same time, uh, Solonar... You see uh, from where you are specifically, um, a portion of the window has, uh, that, that is slightly open. You see several of these uh, wasps crawling through until one of them just pushes it up that little bit and a swarm shoots through directly at you. Uh, well, not directly at you, but they're swarming in the area and several are near you uh, and will attempt to attack you. I can't you. believe these beefcake wasps. <laughs> BC. You take 10 points of piercing damage. Youth. As uh, a good, like, 40 to 50 of them just crawl across the floor and swarm over onto the desk on you. Uh, and you, you, you go to turn, like, 
side to side, but you feel them crawling, creeping up back, like along your back and your shoulders onto the back of your neck. What was that con save? Uh, it's an eight. An eight? Yes. Which I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I bet <laughs> uh-huh. that's a fail. What? <laughs> Indeed, at least this time is. Um, and you will take another 10 poison damage. Good God. Uh, as, as you feel several of these, like they're, they're, they're biting and scratching and then suddenly you feel a, a, a few of them, like right as you're trying to shift and move forward, you feel a couple of them just position and sink needles deep into your skin. Yeah, I think, I think Solinar basically like wriggles out of his hiding spot, like, oh, it burns. Uh, and uh, that is their turn. Which will bring us around to Koza. Yeah. Um... They are currently uh, slightly disrobed. You see the uh, viscera and grossness of their insides mixed with the metal of a machine. Uh, and they are uh, quite diligently reading, uh, thoroughly reading through uh, this eviction notice. <laughs> I, I believe uh, Alec Guinness would say they're more machine than man now. Or more machine than man rodent uh <laughs> other animal furry furry more, more machine, machine than furry, than now. furry now <laughs> it's like godzilla and mecha godzilla <laughs> i'm gonna more machine than scaly now i'm gonna take um full i'm gonna so i've kind of like ducked back around the corner so i'm not like directly in the line of fire um and I'm going to take Bull out of uh, the bag and whisper something to him. And, and Bull is going to, like, waddle, um, like, through the shadows up to um, this bounty hunter. And he does, like, a hit puff. And there's, like, a puff of spores come out of him. And I need... Um, Bless you. <laughs> I, I need um, our... our bounty hunter friend to make a um they got a 12 con, con saving throw yes total 12 sweet okay let me um i feel like narratively it's so odd for like necrotic damage to affect this thing and then i found out that he's got meat parts he's got meat parts they've, hey they've i'm standing meat parts I, i'm standing pretty near am i supposed to should i roll a con save too uh looks like this is like targeted at a single creature Cool. Nice. Love nice. it. Um, oh, wait. You're immune to breathing. This thing has fleshy bits, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. parts that are being heated at the moment. Is it, yeah. is it considered a construct? Yes. That's a, I was going to say, that's a question for Alex. Are Warforged constructs in this world? I did a quick Google, and apparently, Warforged in the Eberron book are counted as humanoids. Perfect. I mean, as far as like spells and things are concerned, because they have organic bits operating them. There you go. Where right, a construct is supposed to be just like golems and things yeah. like that. Cool. Then we've got our answer. All right. Humanoid okay, cool. So I can still use blight on this. Mother- <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. It takes Do 38 it. damage. What? What? <laughs> Lord. No. Get blighted. Ko's over here doing major damage. Get wrecked. Good lord. Damaged so much that it has a rank in the active military. <laughs> Major damage. I don't know if you've ever seen like how they grow mushrooms. As a general, yeah. Like its fleshy bits are like contained inside porcelain, right? 
no, they're they're sort of exposed. Oh, they are exposed. Okay. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, like all over, like these like exposed fleshy bits, you see these like no. little like mushrooms start to uh, sprout out. What is this? Uh, immediately, you see like it, its its hands go down and start like trying to brush away the spores and the mushrooms as they're growing. Oh, uh, oh, these 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 um mushrooms grow especially well on uh, on decaying flesh. My pristine flesh. <laughs> amazing burn is that your turn buddy (laughs) um yeah that's my turn (laughs) all right alita look pauses for a moment looks at koza horrified then just sort of shrugs and swings her mace uh at the construct i also need real quick you to roll a dexterity saving throw gabriel so ready 14 while Alita misses her swing again with her mace, the duck back that the construct that the Warforge does uh, tips it back into the vines that have grown out of the ground and entangled. Well, that's not good. She can't do much, but she can do her nymph stuff. Uh, that's going to be what she can do. Solinar, you're up. So they're grappled. Yes. Stuck in place. Perfect. They are graspled. Graspled. <laughs> Solinar uh, struggles out from the cloud of wasps and is just kind of like he's he's waving around a little frantically trying like not to hit anything with attention which is uh, pulsing with dark energy the red glow and a swirling vortex of darkness around all of that uh, and then he kind of like struggles out of the swarm and then lunges at uh, the bounty hunter figure. And he's like, if we can take out the comptroller, then they won't have any accounting, and then we'll be able to stop them financially. <laughs> and uh, does, does attacking count as a skill check in this world? In your, uh, in I your do rules? not believe so. Okay. I like rolling with advantage. Oh, God, math is so hard. 16. Uh, so 18 plus 16 is 34 uh, collective damage of Solinar just rushing forward with attention with this swirling dark mass, stabbing forward into, I presume, uh, the heart-ish space where a normal humanoid would have a heart-ish space. And yeah. just like plunging attention into this bounty hunter. <laughs> As uh, attention slides, slides in uh, surprisingly easily. There, there doesn't seem to be like uh, bone or flesh or armor or anything to really like stop the progression of this blade until you hit sort of like the back of it. Um, however, as you pull out, you do see uh, coming off, still attached to attention, uh, are a couple tiny organs. Um, a, a, a one of which seems to be a uh, probably like a, a heart. Uh, Solinar shakes those off. Um, excuse me, the heart is a muscle. Uh, Solinar shakes those off with, uh, a blade <laughs> flourish. Like he's, the look on his face is, ew, ew, get it away. But the, the movement of the blade is like, ha ha ha, I am Zoro. Kind of, you know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah you think Solinar's grossed out. Imagine how Astrid feels right now. Ugh. <laughs> Well, Astrid's a up. necromancer. Astrid's probably not actually that grossed out. Astrid's probably like, you know, if I had my body, I could reanimate this into something more interesting. 
So I will say, you wanna know who's also technically after a fashion a necromancer? Koza. You wanna know who's probably not super jazzed covered in viscera? Koza. Mm-hmm. Well, think, I don't know, because Koza's been it. growing a lot of mushrooms off of this viscera, so. I, I don't, Koza is just growing the mushrooms on the, the viscera. He's, he's not in that viscera. You don't wanna be I guess in that's that viscera. True. I guess that's true. Anyway, that's my turn. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right, which is going to bring us to boat. Um, how far away uh, are they from me right now? Uh, fifteen feet. You're, you were across the room. Yeah, I was. Uh, oh, there's also one, two, three, four, four, three, four people in between you and it. Right. Uh, do I have any kind of path to get within, like, to get up to like axe distance from him? I would say no, so unless you bump somebody out of the way, unless you push somebody out of the way, because you have Koza, Solinar, and Alita, who are all full-sized people standing in a doorway, stabbing this thing. All right. Um, you could use the axe to move them, though. No, I don't want to do that. That um, probably would be seen as something. They'll get out of the way. Yeah, don't want to <laughs> use, use it like a cow catcher. <laughs> I will, though, throw a dagger at it. Ooh. Um, but I missed. Uh, so then for, let's see here. Uh, yeah, for my bonus action, I'm going to cause the heat damage again. Oh. Um, 13. Curse you. Um, yeah, it all, uh, I might, uh, just in the interest of not crowding everybody's fighting so much, I might just sort of back off maybe 10, 15 feet. <laughs> you approach throw a dagger, uh, it pings off of it, and then uh, cause the, the, the heat metal uh, to which uh, those of you who are right next to it can see is uh, actively cooking the flesh. Yeah, does it uh, smell like a barbecue? Uh, it, oh, the grossest so, barbecue. I was going to say, it smells like barbecue for sure, but there is like small bits of fur that are also catching. Um, Furbecue. Burning, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fur. But also, fur-bic-cue. I don't know if you've ever cooked rotting meat, but that is not a smell you want. What? When I would have I have cooked rotting meat? <laughs> Look, I've only cooked rotting meat a few times in my life, but if you season it fine, you're good. God, I just love, I love how that was brought up so much. I don't know if y'all. <laughs> I don't know when the last time you cooked rotted meat was. I will say, as somebody who hasn't eaten meat in a very long time, though, I probably, I don't know, Brandon, we might have to fight this off. I don't think anybody else will even be close, but I definitely might have eaten the most spam of anybody here. Oh, yeah, you definitely have. Mm-hmm. Have I? Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Chapman, yeah. Chapman's my contestant. I've had, I've had a fair bit of spam in my life. I, I, yeah. yeah. I think Alex actually is going to hold the prize for this one because Alex loves spam. I want to be very clear. Turkey the spam. spam. I eat is turkey spam. <laughs> It's still oh, spam, cool. though. At yeah, least it's it brand name. Turkey. You're not eating potted meat food product, which is an actual product that's <laughs> potted, a knockoff potted spam. meat turkey product. Yeah, okay, I, initi- eat, I eat turkey spam, so. Initiative. Like, yeah. Also, I was hoping, the reason I was asking about it smelling like a grill is because I wondered if maybe this this uh, creature was lubricated by barbecue sauce or something like that. Mm. Yeah, that's important knowledge. Yeah. While it does not Can currently we- appear to be uh, sauced, Yet, mm-hmm. it does smell a little bit like uh, burning potted meat. Okay. Could we, by chance, not say 
is this creature lubricated <laughs> again on this podcast for me? Is it it's saucy? Yeah, it yeah I'm just trying to find out. I'm 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 trying to find out information about our opponent. Yeah, yeah. how drunk did roll this bounty perception. hunter arrive? Roll, <laughs> roll perception to determine how luby it is. All right, moving on. <laughs> Thirteen. Oh well, uh, there are, there is a small pool on the ground. Okay, beneath it. Um, uh, is it its turn? Uh, no, it's going to be Johannes' turn. Johannes. Oh, the, but the bounty hunter is still reading, right? No, they have stopped. They have finished reading, and they are holding the thing back. They were going to respond, but they've been pummeled a couple times. Oh. <laughs> Johannes, nope, I'm waiting for the response. Okay. I, I handed it to you. The other things are happening, but <laughs> you've been served. You've been served. Um, yeah, he's getting served. He is getting wrecked right now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I, Johannes, this is my turn. I am the owner of that house in which you killed and then tossed lots of tails of rodents. And I do not approve of that on my property at all, murderer. <laughs> but what will I feed all of my children? Uh, I mean, oats. Really good this time of year. They have already consumed all of the grain in the town. Man, this is, is that why everybody's left? Is because you guys just ate all the food and then nobody had any food? Did you pay for the food first? Theft on top no. of murder? <laughs> you hear uh, like like a, 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 a worrying sound kick up as another fan turns on inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> The food was payment for us to live here and protect this town from villains like you. You killed everybody. There's nobody here. You're protecting my house. It's my house. <laughs> well, I'm the head of the, I'm the only person here in the homeowners association and I don't approve of you killing everybody <laughs> eating all our food and then charging us for protection again from myself. I own the house. <laughs> Are criminals allowed to own property? Yeah, the mayor literally just said that it's my house. Will they say the same when I present them with your wanted poster? I don't know. Mr. Mayor! <laughs> you hear a... Nope! Not coming out! If... What do you... How do you feel about... I have a wanted poster, but I own the house. Do I still own the house even if I have a wanted poster? I don't really care at this point. <laughs> See? To the victor go the spoils. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's, he's like pretty chill dude. <laughs> Johannes, you are no longer just fighting for your life. You are fighting for home ownership. We can't. Well, no, I already own the home. Yeah, but if you lose, he's going to take it from you. Oh, I punch him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was easy. Uh... Wait, no. Yeah, I punch you for six damage. Yeah, and then I punch you again. No. For another six damage. Well, uh... And then when Johannes is punching you, he's like, that one's for the town, and that one's specifically for my one piece of the land that I own in this town, which is my town. These are my people. I live here. Uh, in response to that, uh, you, you could see that, like, uh, at, at this point, between the, the cooking uh, meat and the slightly bending metal of its um, form, 
and and then like the punches and the various other hits, the mushrooms growing off of it. Uh, it it is it is looking quite uh, crumpled on the inside, uh, though it is still floating. Uh, however, you see uh, the, the the miasma of um, wasps underneath it suddenly like shoot off to the side <laughs> as uh, four legs unfurl from this creature and it lands down onto the ground. Um, it then says to you, Johannes, but you abandoned these people and you weren't here to protect them. Had you been here, maybe they would not be living within me and my children. I am your town. Oh my god, you are so evil. <laughs> uh, and with that, um, a swarm is going to attempt to attack Boat and Koza. With that, it, it again, raises uh, two hands. One hand behind it is still holding the uh, eviction notice. It seems to be actually kind of be taking that a little seriously. Good. Uh, and, and, and you see the, the mask uh, crack and part of it break away. Underneath you see, uh, again, multiple pieces of machinery covered in um, like flesh and muscle. Uh, but it seems to be creating a, a, a mandible, or a, rather a set of mandibles, which you can see uh, clicking and chittering on the side. Gravy Boat, you see uh, crawling across the floor. As you take your steps back, you crush down onto something. You look down, you see that you stepped onto one of these wasps that have okay. been crawling uh, just through the windows and other cracks in the building. Uh, swarm of them... Uh, go to crawl up your leg and fly up behind you. Oh no. Dealing 11 points of piercing damage and roll me a constitution save. As this is happening, Koza, uh, you, you, are, you are standing, uh, having just uh, uh, caused these mushrooms to grow off of this creature and you see it land down onto the ground right as a portion of the wall the, uh, that, that leads to outside. Actually, you hear it like buckle and break. Uh, as just a swarm shoots in from that side, uh, swirling over top of you, several of them landing onto Bowl and, and several landing onto you. I got a 12 on that con save, by the way. Oh, no. I mean, yay. <laughs> uh, that will be 11, no, 12 points of poison damage to you, Boat. Uh, and then Koza, uh, I will also need a constitution save from you. Okay. Uh, and you also take as the swarm uh, swirls around you. Um, you can you, you can feel them like trying to crawl into your clothes. I got a fourteen on the con save. You take a total from both uh, of the attack attacks hitting you. Um, Seventeen piercing damage Ooh. and eight poison damage. Yeah, was a it's a spicy. And this creature uh, takes a few steps uh, back, not far enough to really fully disengage from combat, but you see it, it, is, it is certainly rethinking its approach. A little, a little stagger action. Yes. You hear it cough in a grievous way. Ooh. All right, Koza, that brings us back to you. Okay. Hit, hit him with another 30 damn damage. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, Bull, Bull sees me get hit with that, that last attack and 
sees me like panicking with these creatures crawling all over me and he builds himself up really big and gives the biggest puff of spores he possibly can give god that's so cute that's adorable oh, yeah. he just kind of like <laughs> yep <laughs> i was thinking right. more like um, out, but yeah okay, it takes 20 points of necrotic oh, damage yeah it's another blight more spores come out and more mushrooms start trying to grow Ugh. over this thing new different shapes awful bright colors Oh. growing from these things uh you, you you can once again see that the the fourth arm comes out of this uh, uh like folds out of its side and is trying to like grab and rake away at these these uh, uh mushrooms um yeah that's really disgusting um uh yeah it I'm is i'm not sure why you're surprised koza has been doing a lot of combat up to this point yes. and it's always icky uh, He's lawful icky in combat. Lawful icky. Yeah, this thing is 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 looking really rough. All right, is that the end of his turn, Koza? Yep. Um, yeah, that was just Bull's turn. Wait for Koza's. <laughs> so is Alita? So are the vines that Alita cast still grabbing him? Yes. All told. Yes. Beautiful. That's why I was only able to back up a little bit. She's gonna wind up, and finally, you, the creature feels the vines sort of tighten and pull him slightly down. While Lita sort of winds up and swings, taking a good chunk of his metal off. Yeah, uh, it, it you see just pieces of, of uh, ceramic and metal uh, fly across the uh, the hallway outside of this room. Um, uh, and 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 uh, once again, you you can see now more into like the core, the center of this creature. Uh, there's just like organs wrapped around. Uh, wires and tubes that are just pulsating and beating good lord and uh cooking actively from this heat okay uh that's gonna bring us to solinar again all right uh solinar is going to take another stab at this <laughs> Solonar is going to like stab forward a couple of times with attention. And I think what's happening is that Solonar is stabbing into like what little of the fabric remains and not actually making contact with things. And so it's basically like punching small sword holes into this creature's tattered cloth cloak thing. Uh, you need to look spookier. <laughs> I mean, I think that's all I've got for this turn. Yeah. Yeah, that's every... You know what? Uh, Solinar is going to do a disengage and roll... If this is... If you'll allow this, Alex, Solinar is going to do an acrobatic roll kind of through the combat group and over, like, one of... like kind of a combat roll over the creature's leg that's sticking out now and uh, reposition himself on the other side using disengage. Ooh. I know it's it a roll and acrobatics for me. Okay. I know it's a narrow space, so. Uh, the, the, this roll will determine whether or not it's doable for me. 19? That is high enough. So yes, you will succeed on that. So yeah, Solinar uh, kind of like he faints as if he's going to stab somewhere a little bit more vital. And then as as the bounty hunter goes to react, he does a quick like side turn roll over the bounty hunter's leg 
and repositions himself outside the doorway so that he's not jamming up the combat space quite so much. All right. Which will bring us to Boat. Hey, Boat, do you mind if I dump you an initiative? (laughs) I mean, if you got a good idea, I don't mind. (laughs) I, I think I know what needs to happen here. As the resident in this city, but I think it's on, it's on me to do this. Drive one home for the home team. <laughs> Thank you. We clasp forearms, and then I walk up and I stride with purpose. <laughs> we we as, do the predator handshake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. As boat is being swarmed and covered with its <laughs> exile, like, honestly, it's yeah. just like, I got this. Yeah, I flick one <laughs> off him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need to roll and actually hit though. Oh, well. You got advantage. For so many reasons. That's true. Do we do meter beat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I actually needed that. <laughs> I was like, I, I love how I, God, I was so close to being like, but do I have this? And then just missing all of my rolls. <laughs> okay, I got a meat. Good. I walk up and Johannes reaches into his pack. And he can can he see the eviction notice still? Because like, another creature's still holding it. It, it is it is close. holding it up. And as as uh-huh. you're walking up to it, like the solar just ducked past it. It turns yeah. to face him, then turns to face you, and you see it holds up two of its hands at you in almost this like slightly fleeting fashion. Yeah, Johannes takes out the stamp of Aisling Glen <laughs> and <laughs> with. <laughs> Divine force oh, slams it down into the notice. Are you smiting him using the seal? Yeah. Yes. You are evicted from this city. <laughs> that is, that's a divine eviction notice. Oh, man. That's, that's, that's a new that's spell, spell to me. Yeah. Divine eviction. That's, isn't that a, that's, wait, wait, wait. Isn't that a banishing smite? Yeah, it would have to be, wouldn't it? Legally. Legally. Okay. You can describe your kill. Yeah, 21 yeah. total. Well, I mean, that was it. Johannes comes down the stamp. As he's coming down, you see it glow with holy divine light. And it's so bright, it, like, does a quick, like, flash into the room. And then as the, like, as people blink and their eyes clear, you can see that the, the stamp is, like, in gold embossed ink, uh, which is not the color of the ink pad originally uh, on, on the eviction notice. Um, Stamping down onto uh, its, I guess, stomach chest area, because uh, it, it, it had the eviction notice just out of reach for you. Um, so are you aiming for that or aiming for it solely? The eviction notice. Okay. So you but- step up onto its leg to, re- to close that distance. You hit the eviction notice and connect it into its body. You see the, uh, the, the metallic arm, which at this point, a lot of the, the meat has burnt away. You just collapse the entire thing, um, shattering the arm and then uh, crushing into the chest carapace of this creature uh, as it uh, falls backwards against the wall and you see divine light uh, echo through the entire body um, as it leans against the wall, slowly going limp, all of the insects in the areas falling and dropping. uh, And you can hear it go, no, my children are so hungry. The Emerald Lotus will not be pleased. And then it crumples down to the ground. Yeah, taste the power of the soon. 
You then hear a beeping sound coming from its body. Run! is a co-production of Alpha Comics and Games with Goblins and Growlers. Our audio production and all original music composition is provided by Gabriel Perez. He can be found at Amethyst Audiomancer on Instagram. The voice of Alita and our DM for the podcast is Alex Smith. She can be found at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. The voice of Charles Gravyboat Barnes is Brandon Dingus. He can be found at Way of Brandalore on Twitter. The voice of Eek and Koza are Chapman Adams. He can be found at What Are Birds on Instagram. The voice of Johannes is Alan. He can be found at The Dungeon Meowster on Instagram. And finally, the voice of Solinar is me, Josh Maltby, and I can be found at Black Cloak DM on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. I have robot rats stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, we could. I could uh, see if the we'll let the body heat the floor. Let the bodies heat the floor. Let the bodies <laughs> heat the floor. <laughs>